You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This morning when I opened the curtains, I thought, I'm in Canada. (laughs) And then I see it's melting so quickly and I realize I'm not in Canada. They have six months of it. We have three hours of it. So slightly different. Though I thought today, as I mentioned to Catherine, I think today is a litmus test of, of the true hardy people that when it snows, you still go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's something that when we moved to England, we were um, a little bit surprised that when it snowed, nobody left the house. Um, everything closed, the buses stopped running, the trains weren't running, nothing, st- nothing happened. Um, and anyone from Scotland or from the north, you think, well, what's going on? It's just a little bit of snow. But here, it's a big deal, isn't it? Yes, all right, no comments. All right, that's fine. We're going to look at scripture now, get into God's word, and uh, I'm just going to pray that God would really speak to us and lead us uh, today. I, I believe God has something fresh for us, and uh, we want to make sure that our hearts are ready for, for it. Lord, I thank you that you want to speak to us. And uh, Lord, I pray as we look to your word, God, that you would reveal yourself. Lord, that great things would happen in this time as our spirits are awakened to what it is you're saying. I thank you, Lord, that you've got a plan, and we want to surrender to that. In your name, amen. Amen. Um, so often we complicate life with all sorts of things when the answers are found in the very basic things. How many of you have discovered that? For example, we can suffer from all kinds of physical problems, then look to medicine for complex solutions and drugs and all sorts of things. We go to the GPs and we go to special um, consultants and to help us with various things we face. When often, really, all we need to do are basic things. We need to drink water. Plenty of it. We were watching a program, we were watching the news and, you know, often... You know, kidney stones, right? If you just drink lots of water, you, you can prevent kidney stones. Who knew? We just need to drink water. Or you cannot drink water and have kidney stones and have to have all the painful process that that brings. Now, they might be caused by other things as well, but they just say a great way to prevent it is drinking plenty of water. Exercise regularly. That's a fun one, isn't it? Eating a balanced diet and having sufficient sleep and rest. You know, if you do those four things, four, th- four things, um, a lot of disease or a lot of you know health conditions could be prevented or not even prevented you could you could work through them it seems so simple doesn't it just a bit of exercise eating a balanced diet having plenty of water and sleeping enough every night and that's good to go how many of us do it all though it's so simple yet we kind of miss it you know kevin's up there you know you you know this stuff don't you you try to encourage people just just a bit of exercise every day guys and you'll, you'll prevent heart disease and you, you know, diabetes. If we, if we eat a good balanced diet and cut out some of the sugars, you know, we'll be okay. But we miss it, don't we? I think the same can be found in our Christian walk. We can read all sorts of books. We can go to conferences. We can try to find some deep, hidden, mystical truth in scripture to try to help us with these problems. When sometimes we just need to do the basics. And, uh, I think, as we're heading into this new year, God has just been challenging me in my own life about some of the basics in my life. Again, I think we can, I can get myself all very complicated about doing all sorts of spiritual stuff. 
but neglect the basics. And when we neglect the foundational things, everything else starts to fall apart. You don't eat a balanced diet and other things start to fall apart in your life. You don't sleep enough and other things start to happen in your life. The same thing goes in our walk with the Lord. If we don't do the basics, actually other things start to go wrong. And we could be looking and we could go to counselors and we could go to all sorts of things. But actually, the answers are very, very simple. And actually quite easy. But it's a discipline that we need to take hold of. We're going to read today a story of two contrasting sisters. And I shared this in our Tuesday morning prayer time as something, I guess, again, that I was challenged with. Two sisters in the New Testament. Who could they be? Mary and Martha. That's right. Mary and Martha. Whatever two sisters are there in the New Testament. They're the only ones, I think. Mary and Martha. And I know this passage of Scripture for many people is very familiar. But I really hope today that something fresh would jump out at us. I think every time we look at Scripture and the Spirit of God is with us, I think He brings fresh revelation. I pray today as we look at it, some fresh revelation will come to us. And so we're going to look at Luke chapter 11, verses 38 to 42. No, sorry, Luke chapter 10. It's on the screen. No, I'm telling not, uh, not the truth there. Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. It says this, As Jesus and His disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She uh, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Seems like a logical thing to do. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Can I start by saying that in this story, I identify more with Martha than with Mary. How many of you would agree? Yes. Some of you Marys in this room, well done. Good and faithful servant. Unfortunately, when I read this story, I do not think of myself as the Mary. I see myself much more as the Martha in this context. And perhaps when we look at it in detail, you'll, you'll recognize yourself in, in various ways. To start with, we're going to look at Mary, uh, sorry, Martha, and then we're going to in contrast look at Mary. And, and I, I, I see that in this passage of scripture, and I, I think the Bible says that all scripture is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. And I think when we look at these stories, these stories teach us deep, deep principles that we need to, to learn in and grow in. And it, and this, story in particular talks about the basics and and over the coming weeks we're going to be looking at different basics that we need to be growing in in our walk with God but this one in particular I think is a foundational one first of all Martha was preoccupied with the demands of life and in this case serving Jesus right Jesus had come now if you think of it it wasn't just one or two people in her home Um, there was probably 20 plus people it was the disciples but the Bible says that there was also women that traveled with the disciples um, you know, it was a group of people. And so for those of you who cook, when you have a large group of people in your home, is that a carefree moment? No. All the ladies and some of the men who cook, you know, you know that that's, that's, a, that's a big job. And, uh, you know, and especially you think in that culture, you know, they would have put on a big feast. It would have been something very important. You know, Jesus 
is coming into your home. It's you want to have the finest china, maybe not china, but the nicest dishes. You would have decorated it well, the table laid in a nice way. Um, you know, it would have really been important to you that it was the, the it was the best. Yes, would you agree? You would not have just been doing takeaway pizza when Jesus was coming to your place. Now, takeaway pizza might have solved a lot of Martha's problems, but she wanted to give God her best. And for that, it's admirable. But she was missing something. I think how often do our sub, are, in our lives are we preoccupied in the same way? So much to do in so little time. You and I, I'm sure we, we all live very busy lives. And it's funny with the age of technology, how actually I was reading some articles that uh, going back a number of years, they said with the invention of computers and, and all of this stuff, we would actually be working much fewer hours a week because the computer in the technical age would have would help us to do so much more things more efficiently. How many found that to be true? No. In fact, the more the technology, the longer people work. And it seems like an odd thing, but actually in life, we're very busy. We have to-do lists and we wake up in the morning and we, we, we fly through different things and, and we just try to keep up. I don't know if you have that feeling in life where you're just trying to keep up with what's going on. I know even some retired people in this church just try to keep up with what's going on. We get very preoccupied. And in Mary's case, she was preoccupied even in serving Jesus. I could be preoccupied in serving Jesus. So busy doing things for him. Martha was also uh, worried about many things. Was everything going to come together? Was the meal going to happen as it should be? We all have stuff in this life that we worry about, don't we? We're busy, things are going on, and, and we have we have things that trouble us. I don't think anyone in this room is immune from worry. And if you are, please tell me your secret. We all have that tendency that things bother us and things get us upset and we have deadlines or we have issues or we have family problems or we have relationship things happening or there's things out of our control and so we start to fret a bit and and, and we start to worry. All of us, like Martha, have this tendency, I think, in life to get overwhelmed. And again, I don't think I'm alone that there's moments in life where you feel overwhelmed by what's at hand. And that overwhel- feeling of being overwhelmed quickly leads to worry and stress. Doesn't it? In her busyness, Martha then also begins to judge what others primarily Mary, was not doing. She believed Jesus should do something to sort everyone else out, mostly Mary. I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but we can easily have the same trap where we think everyone else needs to step it up a notch because we're carrying too much of the burden. Have you ever had that thought? Yes? Okay. Some of you are... Being honest here. Good. I'm doing it all, all this work by myself. Well, they're doing nothing. We sometimes have this discussion in our family with the children and chores. And again, if you've ever had kids trying to do work, they somehow compare what one is doing to the other's doing and, and very, they try to estimate, is this, am I working more than my brother or my sister? And if they feel that they are, there's injustice. How many of you have those kind of discussions with Children or people in general. 
We want it to be equality, right? Martha was looking for equality, that what was important to her had to be important to Mary. What was important to her needed to be important to Mary. Now, in my mind, I don't know if it says clearly in Scripture anywhere, I think Martha was the older sister. How many would think that? Because she kind of just took control. And Mary maybe was a middle child, I don't know, was somewhere in there, or maybe the youngest child of the family, and just never kind of thought through that process of responsibility. Now, it was Mary who opened her home. Sorry, it was Martha who opened her home, it says. It was Martha's home. Mary maybe lived there, but Martha made that decision. And what was important to Martha, she felt needed to be important to Mary. And in such, started to judge Mary because Mary didn't share the same convictions that she had. And she wanted Jesus to sort out Mary because Mary obviously had the problem. Right? Now, sometimes we look at our world and we think everyone else has got the issue. Why is nobody else doing what I'm doing? People need to step it up. Share the same values that I have. See what's important because I see it's important. You got to see it's important. Could we sometimes be missing it though? That's a challenge. She would have had this thought and it comes in the discussion with Jesus. Is this not fair? Is it's not fair that I'm doing all the work and Mary's just sitting there? Don't you think it's not fair, Jesus? That I'm doing all this stuff and those people are not doing anything? Is that not fair? Lastly, Martha was, was trying to do things in her own strength. She was cooking the meal, she was setting the table, laying the table, and becoming very overwhelmed by everything. She was trying to be hospitable to Jesus. And in the middle of preparation, she becomes exasperated because it was too much for her. We see that. If, if Martha had everything under control, she would not have been going to Jesus. But she comes to a point where she's at the end of herself. There's too much to do. I haven't even put the peas on yet. There's potatoes still to peel. And Mary's just sitting there. The meal will never be ready on time. I can't do it all. She comes to the end of herself. She's serving Jesus, but realize she doesn't have what it takes. In serving Jesus, I have often come to this place of feeling that the job is too big for me. I've, I've bitten off a bit more than I can chew. I think in life we, we have moments where we suddenly realize that what I'm doing is beyond me. I think many of you could relate with that. The result was that Jesus was there in Martha's home, right in the presence of Jesus. Right in the presence of Jesus. And in that moment, was Martha? She was worried and upset. Interesting, isn't it? Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Prince of Peace, Samuel, all with us, was in the home of Martha, and Martha was worried and upset. Seems almost contradictory, doesn't it? Jesus could be right in the center of your life, yet you could be worried and upset. How can this be? How can Jesus be in your life and yet we be overwhelmed by the other peripheral things? Why? Mary, sorry, Martha lost sight of what was most important. Being with Jesus is more important than simply serving him. Being with Jesus is more important than simply serving him. 
You see, we can be so busy doing all sorts of stuff for Jesus to the point that we're worried and upset when all Jesus is asking us is just to be with him. See, Martha lost somehow misconstrued Jesus' priority was. See, Jesus was not actually so concerned about the meal. He wasn't so, Jesus wasn't worried or upset. Now Jesus is the guy who provided fish and bread for 5,000 people. He wasn't too concerned about what he was going to come to, come from, was he? We look at all of scripture. Jesus is never worried or upset about the food provision because he has this ability to provide. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Martha was taking upon her some, on herself something that God never intended her to take. Jesus never intended for Martha to take on this responsibility because actually Jesus could have easily taken the few bits of leftovers in the kitchen and multiplied it to feed everyone and spend time with Martha. But Martha thought it was more important to Jesus that, he, that she serves him when all the time Jesus was seen what was more important was just to spend time with him. So in contrast, when we look at Martha, I think, again, we can recognize ourselves in many different ways. But, but Mary seems to understand this deep truth. It's a deep truth, but yet a simple, some way a very simple truth. And in some ways for us who are doers, an elevating truth. That doing nothing was better than doing something. Isn't that annoying? Come on. It's annoying that the person who was just sitting there got it right. And yet the person who was working very hard for Jesus got it wrong. How could this be in Christianity? Surely the person who works the hardest for Jesus knows him the best. No. Not necessarily. Now, I don't want you to come away with this message feeling, I can do nothing for Jesus, and that's cool. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is sometimes we need to have a perspective right. And so what does Mary do in contrast? Mary chooses to spend time in his presence. You see this verse too. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. What did Mary choose? She made, Mary made a choice. I could either be spending this whole time in the kitchen, doing whatever I need to be doing, or I could just sit with Jesus, because this is an opportunity to experience him and to learn something from him. What is better at this moment? Mary made a choice. I'd rather, I'm always with my sister, and she annoys me. She's always telling me what to do. But I don't often have Jesus with me. And at this point, I don't really care what my th sister thinks. We can argue when Jesus leaves. But at this moment, I just want to hear what he has to say. Because what he's saying is deeply impacting my life. I'd rather sit and listen right now. Because right now is the time to listen. Jesus is saying some really interesting things. And I don't want to miss that by, you know, the blender in the kitchen. Hand blender. <laughs> There is no substitute for simply speaking with Jesus. Can I tell you that? We can be super busy. We can go to lots of conferences. We can read lots of books. There is no substitute for the basic principle of just being with Jesus. We can be upset and worried about many things. And Jesus says, you know what the answer to that is? Just spend some time with me. You're worried. You're stressed out. You feel like you've got the world on your shoulders. Well, you know, the, the anecdote to that, it isn't going to another conference to find, to hear some prophetic word. It's just spend some time with me. 
stop the schedule for a moment, sit down, and just be with me. Profound. Like, just drink some water. Just be with me. This is such a challenge, I think, for us in this the world we live in. Again, we wake up in the morning, emails are going off, or text messages are being, all sorts of things are happening. Oh, but I, I just can't. I got so much to do. I got a message to prepare. I got Bible study tonight. I got all this stuff. How can I just spend some time with you, Jesus, when I got so much to do for you? This is what Jesus was challenging me. Surely, Tyler, it's more important that you just sit and be with me. Mary chose for Jesus to be the focal point of her time. Again, we can do all sorts of things for Jesus, but if we don't take time to invest in our relationship with Jesus, we've missed the point. You can come to church every Sunday, you can be part of life groups, you can help with Explore, you can do all sorts of stuff. But if we don't invest in our relationship with Jesus, we've missed the point of the whole thing. Mary was choosing to invest in this relationship. Investing in this heart, it comes through prayer, it comes through reading scripture, and it, it simply comes by just spending time in his presence. So Mary chose to be in Jesus' presence, but Mary also chose to listen to his voice. We see this. Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Do you know, I said, we can be with Jesus even and still not listening to what he says. We could be in the same room with Jesus and not catch what he's saying because we're so distracted by everything else. But Mary not only was with Jesus, she chose to listen to Jesus. Again, for lack of better analogies, my family, children, they can be in the same house my voice, and yet somebody missed it. It's time to do the washing up. It's time to lay the table. It's time to go to bed. All those things, it's time. And they miss those. And, it, and I, can I just tell those moments, it isn't often a still quiet voice spoken in the house. It's a booming voice trying to rattle the, the rafters to awaken their attention that something needs to be done. And you know what? Can I just say, in our walk with God, we need to listen to what He's saying to us. It isn't a question, it's, does Jesus ever speak? Is The question is, do we ever stop to listen? Again, it's not just being in an environment when Jesus is speaking, it's being able to focus in upon His voice and saying, I recognize my shepherd's voice. I, I recognize that he speaks to me. I, I know that he's saying something to me, and I'm taking note of that. You see, God calls us to be in his presence, but he calls us to pay attention when he's speaking. When was the last time you just stopped to listen to what Jesus had to say to you? Don't talk, but just listen. Again, I think we live in a world where it's just much easier to speak than listen. Even in our prayer time, we, we come with our list, we come with the things, we got 20 minutes, we got 10 minutes, we got 5 minutes, or it's, a, it's a, a lightning bolt prayer before we leave the door. Oh God, help me! And there's no moment to hear a response to what he has to say. You see, even Jesus demonstrated this in his prayer life. 
Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. And we see this in John 5, 19. He, he went away with the, the Father and he just took time to listen. How would Jesus know what the Father was doing if he never listened to what the Father had to say to him? Even Jesus, who was emptied of his glory, had to learn this discipline of stopping and listening. In the height of his ministry, when thousands of people were following him, he would separate himself from the crowds and get away with the Father just to listen to the voice of the Father so he would know what he needed to do. You know what, guys? We do not know what we need to do every day. We might have our list of to-dos. We might have the things that we think is important. But you know what? It's most important that we know what Jesus says needs to be done. If you and I have the instructions from God Almighty as to what our day needs to look like, what we need to do, the attitudes we need to have, you know what? Things will start to work out. Again, it's the basics. Martha was so concerned about the meal. But Jesus was giving instructions to life. She was, she thought this was most important, but Jesus was teaching something that was going to change their world forever. We can be so distracted with trivial, but God has something deeply profound for you and me. But we need to stop and listen. Again, God created us with this ability to have two ears and one mouth. Isn't that amazing? Ever thought of that? We're twice as able to listen than we are to speak. Now, spiritually, I don't know how it looks. Spiritual person, how do we have ears? But anyways, God has given us this ability to listen. I encourage you to try it. To me, For me to try it. The third thing he, 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 she did is she sat at his feet. Mary postured herself to receive. She wasn't working. She wasn't striving. She wasn't moving. But she was simply resting in his presence. It's pretty hard to, to be doing something when you're just sitting at Jesus' feet. You're posturing away to receive. We see in Psalm 23, it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters to refresh or to restore my soul. This is actually the grounds in which Jesus works best at is when we sit at his feet. When we come to that place in our day where we're just going to sit at his feet, we're just going to stop, we're going to listen, and we're going to posture ourselves to receive something from him. There are moments that we just need to sit at his feet to receive. And again, I don't necessarily mean that you have to always be seated in the physical sense, but it is in the sense of I'm quieting myself and I'm posturing myself just to listen. If you're sitting at someone's feet, you're elevating that person above you, aren't you? You're not looking eye to eye at Jesus saying, all right, Jesus. You're saying, you know what? You're there. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm looking up to you. I'm focusing up you. How do we do this? I, I think it's important, you know, in the discipleship course, I, I challenge us to take 30-minute retreats with Jesus. Maybe it's involving some worship. Maybe it's invite, involving just a quiet space. But in, invite the Lord to meet with you, to sit and just listen, to be restored in his presence. Look up to him saying, God, I, I need to receive something from you. What it is you have for me today? I, I want to hear it. I, I want to know you. Today, God is calling us back to the basics. Just to come to the simplicity of just being with him, away from the clutter of the life of, of the world and just hear his voice in your life, in your circumstance. I found myself 
over these last couple weeks, just very, very busy in my head with all sorts of things, with what's going on at the church and where we're going. And uh, I found God challenging me with this very passage of being worried and upset about many things, but neglecting the most important of just coming and being in His presence. I think we all need to be reminded of the basics. Reminded, like in the physical, we needed some exercise. In the spiritual, we need to get with Jesus. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what, maybe today you're here and you're upset or you're worried or there's things going on in your life you feel are out of control or beyond you. You know what the answer today that Jesus is saying to you? Just come and be in my presence. In my presence is fullness of joy. In my presence is fullness of joy. We also have this amazing passage, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So if I'm in His presence, and I find joy in His presence, His joy in His presence gives me the strength to face what I need to face with the right perspective. That I'm drawing upon Him and not upon myself. Martha was drawing upon herself. Mary was drawing upon Jesus. One was worried and upset. One was resting at the feet of Jesus. To me, the lesson here in the story is not to be more like Martha, but it's, it's about finding my centeredness in Christ. In His presence, we find direction. In His presence, we find everything that we need for the life that we're facing, for the day that we're facing. Can I encourage you that tomorrow morning when you wake up, maybe set your alarm a few minutes earlier to allow, you some, allow yourself some time to just get with Jesus. I don't just mean tomorrow. I, I mean on it. I'm going to just maybe make a priority. Maybe this, I'm going to try it this week. I'm going to spend time every morning. And I'm going to model what Jesus said. I'm just, I'm going to be reading something. I'm going to maybe spend a bit of time in prayer. I'm also going to just stop and I'm going to listen to what God could be speaking to me about the day, about what's going on in my life, and just see what happens. Could I challenge you in that? Focus your day upon Jesus and see what happens. See if the stress and the worry, and the tension, and all that you feel that's overwhelming dissipates as simply Christ becomes the center of it all. The moment God spoke this into my heart, can I just tell you something shifted in me? That I was carrying a yoke. I was straddling myself with something that Jesus never called me to carry. That's the problem we have, is that although I might be doing the work for Jesus, Jesus sometimes doesn't call me to carry some of the work. And when I center myself upon Him... He carries that work. He carries the load. He says, when I'm yoked with you, my burden is easy. My yoke, no, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Let's get it right way around. Yoke is not yoke of an egg. Yoke is the yoke of, of an ox, of, a, of an animal, right? When, when we're shouldered with Christ, He carries the heavy end of the load. So what we carry is a light end. But that only happens if we're, if we're yoked with Him, if we, we're saddled with Him. He says, learn from me, and I will give you rest. That's what he was saying to Martha. Martha, you need to learn from me. You need to learn from your sister, your younger sister. Let's say she's her younger sister. You need to learn from Mary here. Her yoke is easy and her burden's light. She's sitting at my feet, and you're stressing about in the kitchen. Something's not quite right. I hope this challenges you in some way today. God wants to meet with us. I think we underestimate how much the Lord wishes to speak to us. 
We see in Revelation, Jesus, this passage of scripture, he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, he's speaking about the, the, the door of our hearts. He's, he's standing, he's, he's wanting to communicate. But are we, are we stopping to open the door to listen, to invite him in, to just be with him? That word is, is not actually to the unsaved. It's actually, it's for Christians. He was writing to the church. I'm standing at the door of the church. If anyone just listened to me, what would God reveal to you this week being in your home, in your life? Why don't you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.